And uh, he said, uh, have you heard that Bob and Marty are going to be parents of a new baby? I said, no, I hadn't heard that. He said, yeah, that's right. He says, I heard it, Bob said over satellite. And he said, Bob said over satellite that he didn't know how that happened. So I told Reverend Moore, I says, oh, okay. When I get there, I'll take him aside and explain it to him. <laughs> then he'll know how it happened. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you ready for me? Yeah. Four nights. Oh, Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. Well, you'll never be the same again after four nights of the gifts of the Spirit. You know, you like to teach subjects when you get on something that has over a thousand churches and thousands and thousands of people watching at home on their TV sets. It's got satellite dishes now across the country. You like to teach something that will help them and help them forever. And the only reason that you and me does not get any more help than what we get from God is because that we don't know the ministry, now listen to me closely, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He'll make you rich if you'd let him. But of course, until you learn to handle money, he won't do that. He would heal you if you'd let him. He knows exactly how to heal you. He'd give you a miracle. He would, the Holy Spirit would create things for you if you would show God that you trust him to that degree. You know, we all, if you go to church, you all trust God kindly in general, you know and you kind of have a general type faith that you believe that God could do anything. But now always remember this, as long as you live, it'll help you. Uh, God won't accept general type believing. He, he won't accept that. God won't accept general faith. You have to be specific with God if you want the Holy Spirit to manifest himself. As long as you walk around and say, well, I believe that Jesus could do anything. I believe God do anything. The Holy Spirit inside of you that lives in your belly, he'll just lay there. He'll never manifest himself. Because he has been sent to you from heaven to bring heaven's blessing to you. Now, he knows all about heaven because that's where he came from. And heaven... When you get to heaven, you'll find there is no sickness. There's no disease. And above all things, no wonder 3 John, the second verse, God says, above all things, I want you to be prosperous. Because, you see, in heaven, uh, you will see the height of wealth. 
They don't even know the, in heaven, they don't even know the meaning of poverty. In no respect, none. If you'll work for God in your life and you get there, you'll have probably diamond doorknobs. Because there is no poverty in heaven. It's like there's no diseases. You know, you hear people quote, there's no diseases in heaven, there'll be no cripples in heaven, there'll be no blind people in heaven, which that's right. But also there'll be no poverty in heaven. There is not any. Well, now you have to understand about this. The Holy Spirit, the person that lives in your belly, he thinks exactly like heaven is. He don't think any other way. That's where he came from. That's all he's ever known. He only, he is consumed thinking with wealth and health and how to perform miracles and how to do good things for you all the time. Anything for you. That is, anything that heaven has to offer. Jesus did a lot of things himself. But when he told them he was going to go away, the people got all shook up. But Jesus plainly explained to him, he says, no, 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 don't get shook up. He says, because it's good for you that I go away. Because if I go not away, the comforter will not come. But when he comes, he will be in you and he will guide you and he will lead you into all truth. And he'll teach you, you know, the Holy Spirit is the great teacher. He'll teach you all truth about anything. And those, all those things in your life that you're not successful in, you're not being led by the Spirit of God. Because he thinks no other way except success. He don't think any other way except success. He's consumed with it. That's all he thinks about. Now then you want to take, grab a hold of your mind. Sometimes it's kind of squirrely. It bounces and jumps all the time. You say, why does it bounce? Because the devil's always suggesting things to you. The devil only has two ways to get to you. That's through your flesh and through your mind. And he only has two ways to get inside of you, and that's through your eyes and through your ears. It's the only way he has to get inside of you. He gets to you through your flesh, and he gets to you through your mind. Supernatural power of false suggestion. That's what the devil suggests to you. Supernatural power of false suggestion like uh, you're not healed because that you still have pain. That's a lie from hell. I know you are healed. The price has already been paid for your healing. All you have to do is just rise up and say, in Jesus' name, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. And begin to confess that I am healed. I am healed in Jesus' name. I am healed. And do that every day, morning, noon, and night, and the disease will disappear. All of them. For you to receive from heaven, 
is the most simple thing in the world for you to receive supernatural things from heaven, but you have to know and learn how to get it. And you'll never learn just with your, just with your mind. You have to pray that you'll have the mind of Christ, that you can understand the Bible and accept it for where it's written and just like it is. And God will do great and mighty things for you. He'll do anything for you. It is not God's will that He hold any good thing from you, but it's God's good pleasure that He gives you so many blessings and so many gifts that you don't have enough room to contain them. And you just have to wonder, you know, my God, what am I going to do with all these blessings? You say, well, I wish I had some of them. Well, you can get them. I urge you, not because that I'm here, but I urge you not to miss a night between now and Wednesday night. If you miss one night between now and Wednesday night, you will, unless you know what I'm going to teach and know how it operates, you will leave a missing link in your life that will never be fulfilled. It'll never be fulfilled by the Holy Spirit because He only works with knowledge. He don't work just to be doing. The Holy Spirit works with knowledge. When you got saved, you get, a person gets born again by the Spirit of God, you may be real ignorant about God. You don't, may not know anything about God. That's the reason you're supposed to pray and study. Study the Word of God. Show yourself approved. Show God that you believe the Bible. Well, you can't believe it unless you study it. Study the Bible, all of it, and show God. Any part of the Bible that you show God, that you believe, He'll give it to you. Now, you don't have to show me anything, but you have to show God. You have to show God. Get that straight, my brother and sister. You have to show God. You don't have no choice. You have to show God that you believe the book of Galatians. You have to show God that you believe the book of Luke. If you don't, you can't have it. God won't give it to you. God says, remind me of the scripture that you're standing on. Remind me of the words that you believe, that God's already said, remind him. Well, you have to remind him the rest of your life. You have to remind him. Pick out a scripture that covers your case and remind him. All the pastors, and there's over a thousand listening right now, all the pastors that's listening and all the pastors in the world that don't remind God about the nine gifts of the Spirit and tell God that they want all of them and tell God, I believe in all nine of them and remind God of the book of Corinthians. All of them that don't do that, the gifts of the Spirit begins to wane and begins to die out and not manifest themselves. And you get in a religious rut. I hate to do this to you, but I really don't have any choice if I'm going to do it right and do it honestly. You might as well know the reason that the church, per se, is so crippled. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit is the answer to all of the world's problems. If President Reagan had the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit operating through him, his worries would be over. 
The nine gifts of the Spirit, I said, are the answers to all the world's problems, every one of them. And every church in the world is supposed to have all nine of them and allow the Holy Spirit to give His ministry out in the church. You know, my brother and sister, the Holy Spirit has a ministry. And He has gifts He wants to give you. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit, that's, that's the Holy Spirit's ministry. That's not your ministry. You can't make one gift of the Spirit operate. The gifts of the Holy Spirit is only given to a believer as the Spirit wills. It's a total, it's a total ministry of the Holy Spirit and not you. You're only that's that it comes through. That's the reason it's so important after you get born again by the Spirit of God to begin to study and keep your mind renewed with the Word of God and begin to learn because the Holy Spirit only works through knowledge. And believe me, this may shock you, but you're not as smart as the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you may think you know a lot about God, but when you start getting in tune with the Holy Spirit, now, brother, he'll let you know that there's just a lot of things that you don't know about God. And like I said, I kind of hate to tell you this, but if I'm going to be honest, I might as well tell the truth. Here, this is a, this is a big area, Dallas, Fort Worth around here. This is a big area. You can just go down to show you where the, uh, the average church is at. You can go pick out your 100 pastors. I don't care if it's Baptist, Lutheran, Catholic priest, uh, Presbyterian, Church of Christ, Pentecostal, whatever. Pick out to your 100 pastors of all different denominations. Line them up right here in front of me. Let me give every one of them a piece of paper and 100 pencils. And let me put them, give them a test, just like you took at school. After all, my brother and sister, that's what your life is, is a test. And you better know that. Your life is nothing except a test. If you're ever going to get God to work for you, you have to pass his test. And if God don't manifest himself and help you, it means you didn't pass his test. I didn't figure that would go over. It never goes over anywhere. <laughs> And I can tell a hundred pastors from a hundred different denominations. Now you got a piece of paper here and a pencil, okay? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, when I say go, I want you to write down, I'm going to give you five seconds to write on that piece of paper where the gifts of the Spirit are found in the Bible. Okay, one, two, three, go. And I make them write down where it's found. Uh, you just lost 75 of them. Hey, most of them don't even know where it's at. Don't even know where it's at. You just lost about 75 of them. All right. Then, all right, now my next test, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three minutes to write down. Now, I want you to listen to that piece of paper, all of the nine gifts of the Spirit. List the nine gifts of the Spirit on there. And you've got five, five minutes to do it. Now, list the nine gifts. 
You lost 20 more of them. You only got five left. Now then, real quick, I'm going to give you fifth. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you ten minutes. I'm going to give you ten minutes. Give me a definition of all the nine gifts of the Spirit and how it operates. You might possibly have two or three left, especially if you had some good Pentecostals in there. You might have two or three of them left. And uh, you just have to know this. That's who's running your church. That's who's running your church. The God works for the body through the knowledge of the pastor. You can get God, contact God and get gifts from Him. And these things manifest Himself as an individual through you. But usually you only believe what they go, what they know where you go to church. That's usually what you believe. If you're Baptist, you usually believe what the Baptists believe. If you're Methodist, you believe what they believe. If you belong to a Catholic church, then you listen to, you know about Mass, and you listen to, to the priest. And if you go to the Church of Christ, you, you believe what they believe, you know. You don't play any pianos. Just believe what they believe. <laughs> if you go there, you can't, if you go to Church of Christ, you can't take a guitar with you. Forget it. <laughs> they have no guitars. Baptists, if you go to, if you believe in the Baptists, well, they, they have everything that don't move. <laughs> they sing they, they sing like a wild bunch when I was a kid raised up as a Baptist we used to have singing conventions all day long do nothing but singing of course I like to go to them because they sold snowballs and ice cream cones us kids would have a time the day of singing convention would come all right, now, if you have your Bibles, you'll see what I've been telling you. Open them up with me, please, to the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. It'll build each night and every night. It'll be more exciting than the other night. And you need to learn about all the nine gifts of the Spirit. Now, while you're turning to the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, let me point out to you that... Uh, God says, I never change, and He don't change. He just stays steadfast all the time, unmovable. God's love and always has been from the Old Testament to the New. Now, you that are Bible readers and Bible scholars or know very much about the Bible, uh, you probably already know that seven, seven of the gifts of the Spirit that's listed in the New Testament for the New Testament church today, seven of these gifts also operated in the Old Testament. The only two gifts of the nine gifts of the Spirit did not operate in the Old Testament are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and they came into being after the day of Pentecost when tongues first visited the 120 in the upper room. They came into being. And if you'll let Jesus baptize you in the Holy Ghost, there'll be a lot of things from heaven come into being with you because your human spirit is opened up then to the things of God. 
until you get baptized. If you've never, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you, you've never spoken your heavenly language, I suggest that you pray and get that and, and, and believe God for that by faith. And um, because it, it, what it does for you, it opens up your human spirit to the things of God and it causes you to believe more, to believe God more. And of course, when you believe God more, then He manifests Himself to you easier. If you make yourself open and receptive to Him and uh, to the Holy Spirit, uh, He will manifest Himself so easy to you. Uh, it's God's will that you know these things. Tonight, I'm going to zero in on faith and uh, miracles. Tomorrow night, I'm going to zero in on healing. So bring anybody sick you possibly can know of. And then the revelation, the revelation knowledge of God the next night, and get over in the last night to the vocal gifts and the ministry of the heavenly language and the ministry of prophecy. And always remember this. One of these gifts can save your life. You need every one of them, not just part of them. You need every one of them. And I hate to tell you this, but many, many full gospel churches that should have all nine of them operating, about the only thing they've got left is tongues interpretation. Not all full gospel churches, but I said many, many full gospel or Pentecostal type churches. About the only thing they've got left is tongues interpretation of tongues. Well, we had tongues interpretation, so we got the gifts of the Spirit operating. You, you got two of them. There's seven more that's just as important as tongues interpretation in their place. There's seven more gifts of the Spirit that you need. And you need all of them. And let me pass this on to you as an individual and also especially to all the pastors that's listening. If the gifts of the Spirit does not operate strong in your church, I beg of you for the people's sake because they need the blessing. Take your Bible in the afternoon when nobody's in the sanctuary. Go over to the sanctuary and open it up to the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Lay it down on the floor and get on your knees over the top of the Bible. Stare at it. Make up your mind that you want the nine gifts of the Spirit in your church. Start praying and claim all nine gifts of the Spirit to operate in your church. Even walk the floor like Elisha to and fro and hold up the Bible, open to the 12th chapter, and tell God that you want these. Oh, God, I want these nine gifts of the Spirit for my people, for my congregation. They have a right, Jesus. They've accepted you, Jesus, in their life. And they have a right to be blessed from heaven. And I want all the nine gifts of the Spirit to operate in this church, Jesus. But the pastor needs to do that. That way, if you'll tell God the Holy Ghost has freedom and have a right in your church for them to be manifested, then God can start giving out the ministry of the Holy Spirit through the gifts of the Spirit in your church. I mean, He may call one person and let upon them to speak in tongues in public. He may give one a supernatural gift of knowledge. I used to work sometimes in large conventions with Catherine Kuhlman and help her. She gave me a special pass to come to her meetings anytime I wanted to. Catherine was what you call just an average 
Bible teacher. Catherine was a woman that God found favor with and gave her two strong gifts, three pretty strong. She had the gift of the word of knowledge, but as strong, or probably stronger than anybody I've ever seen in my life. She had the gift of healing to operate out of the congregation much, 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 much stronger than any human being I have ever seen. I don't know why she had it that strong, but she did. Thank God for it. I wish God would give it to you if he wants to. But she had it. And she also had a gift of working her miracles a lot in her, her services. And so, and her whole ministry was built on that. And she protected those gifts. Oh, did she ever protect those that gifts? And sometimes thousands of people outside trying to get in. And what they're going to do when she speaks, they're going to watch the gift of the word of knowledge, which I'll be teaching you this week, come into manifestation. The gifts of healing and the gift of, of working of miracles. And uh, she, she protected those gifts so strong that she wouldn't let you come up and you lay hands on her before you got You couldn't come up until after you got healed. I think probably that's the way that God just led her in that particular ministry. That's the reason I operated so strong because she protected them. Oh, she protected those gifts with her life. If somebody tried to interfere with them, boy, she'd call them down immediately. She protected those gifts strong. But they flowed through her all the time, every service, every service, every service they flowed through her. And just hundreds of people would be, be healed. And she got a lot of people saved. She got hundreds of people saved. People sat, sinners sat there and watched that for about two hours and people getting healed. If you think I speak a long time, you should have known Catherine Kuhlman. Her altar calls was longer than what I speak. <laughs> when I've been services to her, you know, services last five or six hours. I have short services compared to her. The Holy Ghost start working, you know, something else. All right, now the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. The first verse. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now look up here and let me tell you something. The one thing in the Bible that God has asked men, one thing in the Bible that God's asked the church not to be ignorant of, that's the thing that they're the most ignorant of. But of course God's had that kind of problem with men ever since he made one. Wanted to kind of do your own thing and believe the way you want to believe. No. When you're dealing with the gifts of the Spirit, you can't believe the way you want to believe or you can't make God do anything. If you're going to deal with God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to believe the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. And you're going to have to show respect for it. And you're going to have to think it's precious. And you're going to have to have a hunger and a desire for all the nine gifts of the Spirit. And when you do and God approves of your believing, <coughs> they come so easy through the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. So keep your human spirit on the inside of you in good enough shape where you can pick up what the Holy Spirit is trying to do. See, the Holy Spirit, your human spirit, when you get born again by the Spirit of God, your human spirit takes on a new nature. That's all it does. Your human spirit takes on a new nature because the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. Well, in order for God to give you anything, 
He gives it through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in you. And if your human spirit is not in good enough shape spiritually to pick up what the Holy Ghost is trying to do, then you'll just live your life, the rest of your life, somewhere out there in God's permissive will, wanting all kind of great blessings from heaven and never receiving any. Or if you do receive very few. It's because your human spirit is not in good enough shape to pick up what the Holy Ghost is trying to get over to you. Because He knows everything. He knows how to do everything. He knows what you need. Now get this straight, my brother and sister. You don't know what you need. You're just like me. You're too dumb. You don't know what you need. You only think you might know what you need. You may know what you need in some cases, but there'd be some cases about life, I'm telling you, that you don't even know how to pray. You won't know what to do. For the natural, you feel like throwing your hands up and going, ah! <laughs> or going to pity party and say, oh God, and remind God you've been going to church for 30 years. <laughs> and then you, have a, then you take on a guilt trip and say, oh God, what did I do to deserve this, Lord? Oh, God, oh, God, Lord. It's what he said, oh, shut up. <laughs> if you make up your mind to believe, God can help you. But he helps you through the Holy Ghost. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. God says, brethren, church. The Lord says, church, don't be ignorant of the gifts of the Spirit. You might say, well, how come I'm ignorant of these things anyway? Your past? God says it's your past. Look at the second verse. You know that you were Gentiles carried away under these dumb idols. I told you it's dumb. <laughs> you know that you were Gentiles carried away under these dumb idols even as you were led. You know, when you find out something like the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you've been raised in the church and didn't know anything about it, then after you get it, you say, ah, oh. you get about half mad at the church where you was raised. Why didn't they tell me about this? You sit in a service sometime, you see a cripple, just get up and walk off, just boop, 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 just walk off. You go, ah! <laughs> I have a relative. I know a friend that's crippled. Why don't they know about this? Why didn't the church I went to tell me about all these things? Hey, that's a good question. Why didn't they? Go ask your pastor. I don't really go over. He was led, and God says the reason you don't believe it is because you're not enjoying the gifts of the Spirit. God says right here, the reason you're not enjoying the gifts of the Spirit is because you've been led away from Him through dumb idols. And boy, they're dumb too. Just as dumb as they can get. And you're led away, if you're led away any direction from the Word of God, God can't help you anymore. God calls them dumb idols. Okay, third verse. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God 
calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now thou art diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And thou art differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And thou art diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Now you might say, some people say, well, the gifts of the Spirit don't work for everybody. Is that right? That's not what the Bible says. Uh-uh. That's not what the Bible says. Some people teach us, well, the gifts of the Spirit are just for some people. That's not what the Bible says. Now there, there, there are some gifts. Like I mentioned, Catherine Kuhlman. There are some gifts that God does give to human beings. Certain human beings. He don't give them to everybody. Certain human beings to minister in public. That same word of knowledge that Catherine Kuhlman had to minister in public, you can have it yourself on a lesser scale as you need it. It's available for you. God didn't write the Bible for some people. God didn't give nine gifts of the Spirit to the church for some people. But He does choose some people to minister these things and under a special anointing that He gives to them, but He calls them to minister in public. Now God's called me and give me the gift of working the miracles and uh, in, 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 in people receiving new hearts from God. If you're looking over the satellite screen tonight or if you're in this audience, and you have a bad heart, you don't have to go home with a bad heart. You can get a new heart tonight. Now, let me make this clear. I don't want you to get mixed up. And you can get one because I'm here. If another preacher was standing up here, you might get it, but you might not get it. You say, well, why? Because you're here. Because God's given me that particular gift to operate in my ministry to give people new hearts. Now, you could come up here and not get it if you just boldly wouldn't believe God. But I am telling you that when, I am telling you that probably 95% of the people comes forth to get new hearts, gets a new heart when they come forth. But God gave me that to operate in my ministry about 14 years ago, I guess it was, in the backseat of a car in Carbondale, Illinois, one night on the way to speak. God gave me that gift. It's been operating ever since then. I mean, sometimes you can't believe what I go through with. Sometimes my heart will begin to hurt, and I'll, it, it'll hurt sometimes in the afternoon for an hour or two hours. And I just have to hold my hand like this, you know, and I mean, God says, you better obey me tonight. And I'll call people down that night for new hearts, and he'll just pump new hearts in their chest. I mean, just pump them in there all the time. It's been doing that way for about 13 or 14 years. Ever since that night, ever since he first gave it to me, it's been operating in my ministry. It'll operate tonight, too. Blessed be God forever. You can get a new heart. But it's a miracle. But God hadn't given me a, new, God hadn't given me a, a ministry for new livers. He may give that to you. Sometimes God does things like that. It just happens. Sometimes just out there, and you'll just start giving people miracles, just replacing things. But the seventh, verse will, the seventh verse will deliver you from all doubt and deliver you from your background and deliver you from the world of wondering. The seventh verse. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That means to profit with all heaven has. Glory to God. And uh, everybody say, every man, every man. means me. Means me. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. So keep all the doubt out of you. And don't ever say again, maybe God does not want me to have a miracle or a healing. Yes, He does. Yes, He does want you to have one. 
It's been provided for you, and it's in the New Testament. Now, some people, he gives them to minister in public. All right, now notice verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, and to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. And all these worketh that one in the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. As he will. God does things through the Holy Ghost as he wills. Now, for the importance to get your mind straightened out, so that you can see the whole body needs every one of them, drop down to the 18th verse and follow me closely. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body. See, you have to understand, my brother and sister, God has set all of the nine gifts of the Spirit in the church to be given to the church by the Holy Ghost, and read the last, last part of that verse, as it hath pleased Him. It pleased Him to give the gift of the word of knowledge strong to Catherine Kuhlman. It pleased Him to give me the gift of working of miracles to get a new heart for you. Why did he choose? I don't know anything about that. God just chooses certain people and does certain things for them and let certain gifts. Tongues is one thing. I'll explain that to you later on in the week. But sometimes God will send me a thousand miles to bring one message in tongues at some convention or somewhere. Why did he do that? I have no earthly idea. When, there, when there's probably 500 people could speak in tongues, or I have no earthly idea why he would do that. But sometimes he does it. But that's just one of the gifts that God's given me to minister in public. And let's read the 18th verse again so it'll help you. And now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, or again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Don't say that. Everybody would say, I want to go to Catherine Kuhlman's service. Oh my God, thousands of people stand outside. I want to go to Catherine Kuhlman's service. I want to go to Catherine Kuhlman's service. Or I want to go to this service. Or I want to go to that service. When you hear of one gift being manifested. And just leave all the other gifts alone, you know, and not even have, and, and, and not knowing that you need all nine of them. All right. The nine gifts of the Spirit come in three categories. There's three gifts that comes and call gifts of power, three gifts of revelation, and three vocal gifts. Well, you speak something. All right. The power gifts is faith, miracles, and healing. That's the three power gifts. Faith, miracles, and healing. Faith is not, this is not the ordinary faith that you learn from the book of Hebrews. You build your faith on the book of Hebrews and you learn how to believe God in the whole Bible. That's general type faith. What I mean is general faith that you believe the Bible, but now when you, it's general faith for you to believe the whole Bible, but if you want God to manifest himself, be specific. Remind him of the scripture that you're standing on. That's not the kind of faith, that's not the gift of faith I'm talking about. The gift of faith is an, a, 
listen closely, the gift of faith, put this down, is an abundance of power that's manifested to you to get the job done. What kind of job? All kind of jobs. It's a gift of power that's manifested to you to get you to do something that you couldn't do before. The first time it ever operated through me, I think, was in Chattanooga, Tennessee, at a full gospel business men's meeting. The president's wife had been sick and he had to take her to Florida. Had to take her to Florida every winter, spend lots of money going to Florida. They may be listening tonight. They still live in Chattanooga. And uh, his wife would have to go to Florida all the time. And she'd only eat like baby food or little light things. She could not eat anything. She's like anemic. She looked like she's, you know, about half dead, just real white, pale looking, skinny, you know. And so I spoke that night and I gave a, a line to be prayed for. So I, I prayed for her first, I think it was. And, and uh, she sat back down. And I prayed for the rest of them, you know. And I got at the end of the line. And all of a sudden, I turned around like this. And she was sitting there uh, with her head down like this, like she wasn't healed, like a lot of Christians do, like you're not healed. Sitting there with her head down like this, and all of a sudden, did you ever see a Popeye cartoon? Where Popeye is just a regular sailor until he runs into the spinach? <laughs> now, it puts me in the mind of that. Explain it to you from the natural. Now, I didn't know anything outside that was going to happen to me. I had no earthly idea the Holy Ghost was going to require me. But I just got, I'd been telling the God for about a year, God, I'll do anything for you. Just show me. I'll just do anything for you. And all of a sudden, I turned around like this, and I saw his wife sitting there after I'd prayed for her. And when my eyes fell on her, I saw her healed from these eyes down here. An abundance of power shot through me. And I changed into another human being. And God gave me the words to say. The word of knowledge also came inside of me, which I'll get to that later on in the week. I walked over and I said, Helen, what are you doing sitting here with your head down, acting like you're not healed? I prayed for you in Jesus' name and laid hands up on you. Why aren't you standing up and rejoicing and shouting because you're healed? In Jesus' name, why aren't you standing up and shouting because you're healed? Helen, why don't you stand up and claim your healing? Helen, why don't you stand up and claim your healing? I was screaming at her and she said, yeah, 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 yeah. And the moment she rose up out of her seat and went, yeah, yeah, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, all the power went whoosh and left me. <laughs> and I was just normal haze again. <laughs> now then she's got it, she's standing there, she's on cloud now, she's standing there screaming, she's healed. I'm healed, I'm healed, Jesus, I'm healed, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, I'm healed, I'm healed, Jesus, I'm healed. And I walk around like this, you know, all the power's gone. <laughs> God can put power on you in abundance if he wants to and leave it on our five seconds if he wants to or five minutes. He controls it. I don't control nothing. I'm just here. I just better can find the building. <laughs> I'm just here. You're only a vessel for the Holy Ghost. You can't make the Holy Ghost do anything or not make him. Of course, if you doubt, he won't do it. And so he, she said, over, and I walked over, the, the devil said to me, 
you're crazy. They'll never invite you to come back here and speak again. What are you doing screaming at women? I said, I don't, I don't know. What made me do that? What made me do that? I saw her about a week later and she ran up to me and says, Norval, Norval, I'm healed. I am totally healed. I tell you, I'm healed. I am healed, Norval. I'm healed. I've gained about nine pounds. I'm healed. Look at me. I'm healed. I went out and ate a T-bone steak that night. I'm healed. I am totally healed. You say, boy, that was... You have a good ministry, Brother Norval. <laughs> Honey, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. All of a sudden, after I paid for her, I turned and looked at her like this. These eyes down here. I saw her heal. That power came from down here through my eyes and through my tongue. I had power in my teeth. <laughs> I had power in my fingers. I had power all over me. And I said, you're healed. She says, she said, Norval, you remember, you remember about a week ago when you were screaming at me? You know, when you were screaming at me? I said, oh, God, yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> she said, while you were screaming at me, that power came from you into me. And she says, and the disease left me. That power knocked it out of me. Glory to God forevermore. I was having dinner one night. I was having dinner one night with a big shot New York type of guy, you know, in a, in a business meeting, and he was an atheist. And we sat at the table together, and we just walked over from a business meeting. It wasn't a gospel meeting. We just sat at the table, and all of a sudden, uh, when I picked up the menu, I just said, well, praise the Lord. He says, Mr. Hayes, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I said, this is going to be a long night tonight. Have to sit down and eat dinner and can't even talk about Jesus. He said, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I said, to each his own. So I asked him, I said, and a few minutes I asked him, I said, let me ask you a question. I said, Bugman, you've been telling me all these things down, talking and talking and talking. Let me talk a minute. Why don't you believe in God? Well, he says, God, people says God's a God of love. He said, that's what I've heard all of my life. God's a God of love. Well, he says, my son is 14 years old and he's a dope addict. My wife is an alcoholic. That's what I'm going home to tonight. It's an alcoholic and a dope addict. And I am telling you, Mr. Hayes, if God is a God of love, he forgot to stop at my house. <laughs> I live in hell. A 14-year-old dope addict son and an alcoholic wife. And so uh, I says, well, and I gave him my testimony about how God had saved me. He went off of him like water off of a duck back. He said, well, it may be good for you, but it's not good for me. So we paid our check and left the restaurant, walking up the sidewalk of this motel towards our, the meeting room again, just walking up the sidewalk, minding our own business, and just, I mean, on the sidewalk. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, <clears throat> all of a sudden, <laughs> What is that? It's a gift of faith. It's a gift of power to cause you to do something and say something that you don't have the nerve to say. The Holy Ghost has nerve. 
him his sons are going to go to hell if you don't give me his life, their life, and I'm going to hold him responsible when he dies. I grabbed him by the arm, and I twisted him around like this. I pointed my finger in his face. I said, Mister, it don't make no difference what you believe. Jesus is real anyway. And the Lord told me to tell you, if you don't introduce him to your two sons, the whole bunch of you is going to go to hell, and he's going to hold you responsible for it. You! <laughs> I turned around and walked off. Now, He's a big shot lecturer, you know, every word just in place. He's not like me. Every word just in place. And so I, I turned around and walked off, and he's st- he standing there like this. He looked like somebody hit him in the head with a stick. I walked over to the meeting room. I walked over to the meeting room, and he came in, sat over to his desk, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost started rising up out of me, and I began to weep in this meeting room. It wasn't a gospel meeting. It was a meeting room. And I began, I began to weep. And so... And the tears begin to stream down my face. And the love of God. Faith worketh by love, my brother and sister. The love of God began to saturate me. And the Lord said, walk over there and lay your hands on him and pray for his life right now. And I'm weeping and I stumble across the floor, the meeting room. I stumble, he sat behind his desk. I said, mister, mister. I said, Jesus wants me to pray for your life. I said, bow your head and close your eyes. He said, and he, he, he looked at me like this. And I was, I was crying and weeping. And I put my hands on top of his head. And I said, Jesus, touch this man, Lord. He went, <laughs> And he began to cry. He broke that moment, began to cry and weep. And he wept. And I took him to the sinner's prayer. He said, the sinner's prayer. And the Lord saved him. And he says, oh, God, I feel so good. He says, what's in your hands? <laughs> When you laid your hands on me, he said, power shot through me. It felt like electricity. It shot through me. It just broke me. I said, that's the Holy Ghost. Come to get you. <laughs> he went home that night and told his alcoholic wife, he says, honey, he says, honey, the Lord wants to save you. She says, are you drunk too? I got saved. Jesus saved me. I met this strange man <laughs> that has some kind of power flowing through his hands. And he put his hands on me and it shot through me and I broke and wept. I give my life to Jesus. Can you believe that? She says, no, I can't believe it, but if God can save you because you've been an atheist for years, if God can save you, he can save anybody. I think I'll get saved myself. His wife got saved, his son got saved, got off a of dope, and he's an evangelist now. And they're all saved. They got 30-some members of their family saved. You say, oh, Brother Norval, you have a good ministry. That's a good ministry. <laughs> Honey, I gave the man my testimony. I told him everything I know about God. And it ran off of his back, just ran off of him like water off of a duck's back. Didn't even phase him. But all of, all of a sudden, when the gift of faith came, <laughs> glory to God. It made the difference in the world. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit, not Norval Hayes' ministry. I was only a vessel. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you. He knows how to melt atheists in the floor. Real quick, I used to minister in penitentiaries a lot. Colorado State Penitentiary, they'd been, they'd been shooting people, you know, and several people had been killed with knives and things. They couldn't catch who was doing it, so they'd call me up. 
I'd been working with a guy, you know, and he called me up. He says, well, would you come? Would you come and speak to these men? So I said, yeah. They took everything out of my pockets. He says, now, you may die when you go in there because they've killed several. I says, well, I'm going in anyway. And I'm telling you, when I first went in there, they began to, they began to uh, laugh at me and laugh at me and laugh at me. And I'm talking to them about Jesus, walking like this across in front of them, talking to them about Jesus. The longer I walked, the more they laughed. All them prisoners, the more I laughed. The longer I walked, the more they laughed. And they laughed, and they laughed, and they laughed, and they laughed. All of a sudden, the power came on me. I said, what are you laughing at me for, you dummies? You're the one that's in here. Believe me, had it not been for the Holy Ghost, I would have never said that. <laughs> Believe me, I'd have never said that. <laughs> but uh, I said, you over there, what'd you rape that girl for? Now you've got 65 years, and you sitting over here, you sitting over here, what'd you kill that man for and got 200 years? And you over here, you bank robber, why, did you, why don't you work in a job, you old lazy thing, you? All the laughing stopped. The moment that power came on me, caused me to do something, caused me to have faith in God and say words that I wouldn't dare say without the Holy Ghost. And I'm pretty bold myself. But I'm not that bold. But if he comes on you, I, you don't see nothing except victory. I can see nothing except victory for those prisoners. I forgot about some of them being killers and some being this and some being that. I forgot about that. I didn't even enter my mind. I can see nothing except victory. When you look out of the eyes of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, you can see nothing except victory. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing but victory in the knowledge of the Holy Ghost, there is nothing except victory. And think about it, my brother and sister. Think about it. He lives in you. Amen. Waiting, hoping that you'll trust Him. If you'll trust Him according to the Word, He'll manifest Himself. Will He ever manifest Himself? The gift of faith, giving you abundance of power in your life, to do something that God wants done that you couldn't do before, you don't even have the knowledge to do it. But when God comes on you and gives you the faith to do it, but they already told me, he says, now you can't give an invitation, Mr. Hayes. You can't touch anybody. And you can't give an invitation, call people down front. I said, well, can I say any kind of words I want to out of my mouth to them? They'll be sitting in the seat. They said, yeah. So I had to bow their heads. I said, I, I told the whole prison, I said, God's looking for men with backbone. God does not want any weaklings. Any of you guys got any backbone about you? I said, bow your head and close your eyes right now. And they did. It's a good thing I had the Holy Ghost with me. <laughs> I said, all of you that want to accept Jesus and you want a brand new life, that flaky life you've been living got you in here. You want to be made new, hold up your hand. And all of a sudden when I said that, God is my witness. One 15-year bank robber sitting down in front of a big guy. He'd been laughing at me, I guess, for 20 minutes and pointing his finger going, ha, 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 ha. They're laughing all over the place. He's the first one that God hit. It was like a glory cloud that came in over that prison. And they began to weep all over the place. I mean, everywhere those prisoners began to weep. And they began to hold up their hand everywhere to get saved, to get saved. 
And they said, now we have a banquet set up for you. Over, and you can talk to them for one hour. After you speak to them, you can talk to their prisoners for one hour over another building. So I went over there, and you know, all that one hour I talked to their prisoners. They said, now don't, let, don't get with just, oh, just uh, about two of them at a time. Because the way everybody's got killed in this prison, four or five people get around at a time, and all of a sudden, four of them walk away, and one of them drops dead uh, with, a, <laughs> with a knife in him, and uh, nobody don't know who did it. We can't find out who did it. I'm warning you, don't get with two prisoners at a time. But you know, that whole hour, I was over with all those prisoners, just me and them. They came up to me and shook hands with me and said, we want you to come back. You tell us the truth. I sure appreciate those words you said. Oh, God, what you said helped me so much. I could see myself. I could see myself. Said, well, that's a pretty good ministry, Orville, in prisons. Yeah, but the Holy Ghost, I, look, my knowledge of God myself, they laughed at me for 20 minutes. Are you kidding? I'm not that smart. They laughed at me for 20 minutes. But when that power came on me, they stopped laughing. Did they ever stop laughing? And there's like little lambs listening to every word, every word, every word, every word. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. That's the way the gift of faith. All right, you say, are you available? Brother Norval, I'd like to have that. Would you? Would you like to have that? Uh, you have to tell God you want it. Uh, are you available to stop a man on the sidewalk and say, yay, 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 deliver God's message? Are you available to walk over to a woman, a real nice lady, that's the wife of the man who invited you there, and scream at her, ah, what are you doing sitting here? Are you available to deliver God's message under the gift of faith, abundance of power to get the job done, to knock them out of darkness and make them think straight? Get them into the light so they can think straight. Are you available? If you're not available, God will never give you the gift of faith. You have to be available, my brother and sister. You have to be available to deliver God's message, what He wants done, and do what He wants done when He wants it done. And He'll try you a few times, and if you don't, yield to him and do it, he won't bother you anymore. Don't mean you're not a Christian. You just, you're just not available. All of you right now that's available for the gift of faith, if you're available for the gift of faith, I'm going to take about 30 seconds. If you're available right now, you say, Jesus, I make myself available for the gift of faith. I will obey you if you want to use me like that. I will obey you. I will obey you. And the gift of faith. All right? Hold up your right hand right now. Hold up your right hand. Hold up your right hand. Thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord you say, Jesus, I'm available for the gift of faith. Jesus, I'm available for the gift of faith. Lord, I'm available for the gift of faith. I'm available for power to come on me and cause me to do something that's in the will of the Lord that I couldn't do before. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I receive it with thanksgiving. And I accept it. And I accept being used by the Lord as the Spirit wills and not as I will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now you'll go for months and nothing will ever happen. And then all of a sudden, here to come again. 
if God wants, chooses to use you. If God chooses to use you along that line. He might not use you very many times in your life, but He can use you. Do you know God can manifest the gift of faith to you one time and cause you to do that? It cause somebody to get saved could cause thousands of people. One manifestation of one gift of faith or one of the gifts of the Spirit can cause the course of a nation to be turned. Think about it. One gift of the Spirit, of one Spirit, of one gift to the Holy Spirit, be manifested one time can cause thousands of people to be saved. Thousands of them in Jesus' name to be saved. And when God gave me the gift of working of miracles, now working of miracles is when, working of miracles, the gift of working of miracles, the gift of working of miracles is when God changes something. The Old Testament when the axe head swim. That's what you call the gift of working of miracles. Remember when the prophet, remember when the prophet asked the man, said, where'd the axe head go in the water at? He says, well, it went in right here. Axe head, come forth! The gift of working of miracles. Went down the water, that power did. It's a, the working of miracles is a, is a gift of power. It's, it's an abundance of power that's given by God to get the job done that needs to be done at that specific time. Sometimes it'll require more power and a different kind of power than other times. And he reached down to the water and picked that axe head up, God's power did, and made it float in the water. Now, axe heads don't float in the water. It's called a miracle, my brother and sister, a miracle. That gift worked in the Old Testament, and it also works in the New Testament. It works now in the New Testament. And tonight, I want to zero in on to help you, because God operates that particular gift in my ministry, and I want you to receive it. I want you to get it. Every one of you right now, because my time is up, and every one of you right now that has a bad heart, all across the country, there, I want your pastor to go up stand in front of the church right now. All, all the pastors go up and stand in front of the church by satellite all over. And right now, all across the country, in all the churches on the satellite screen, I want you people, everyone here in Dallas, Texas, in this church, every one of you that your heart has been troubling you just a little bit and your heart seems weak lately or you have a bad heart, I want you to get up out of your seat and come and stand right here in front of me right now. Don't wait. Come right now and stand right here in front of me. Run down here if you can. And do it, do it all, over, all, over the, all over the country, in the churches. Get up out of your seat and go up front and stand right in front of the pastor. All of you that has a bad heart, get up out of your seat, wherever you're at in any church, and go up front right now. We're going to pray real quick. And we're going to thank God for the gift of working in miracles, and you can receive a new heart. The same power that's here will come right through the screen in Jesus' name and give you a new heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord God forever. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now give me a bunch of men. Or give me some men to stand behind these people because sometimes, sometimes God just starts pumping new hearts into the chest and they just begin to fall on the floor. So give me some men to stand behind these people. Sometimes God just starts doing it that way because it's a gift. It's a gift of working of miracles. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Start thanking the Lord. Now be real reverent before God and start thanking God for your new heart. Begin to thank God for your new heart. You cannot have the gift of working of miracles unless you thank God for it. Pastors, all of you begin to thank God 
for our new hearts, for your people. Begin to thank God and praise Him for the gift of working the miracles, and it'll start working in your church. And it'll work through that screen. The same power will go through that screen right into your church. Begin to just thank God for it. Thank you, Lord, for a new heart. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of working in miracles. Thank you, Lord, for a new heart in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for a new heart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of working of miracles in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of working of miracles in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just stay real reverent before him and just thank the Lord for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's right, son. That's the way you do it. The Lord's giving you yours now. See, he's already giving you yours up now. He will absolutely give you a new heart standing right there. He'll pump on your chest. And he can give you... Just, just thank the Lord for it. Shut yourself off from me. Don't think about me for just a minute. Just zero your thoughts in on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank him gently for a new heart. Thank him for the gift of working of miracles. Because it's free for the church. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for miracles. In 